I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Shake down, break down, take down, everybody wants into the crowd alive. Break down, take down, you must have. Do it live! Oh, good for you! Playoffs? We're talking about practice, man. First of all, let's get one thing straight. Crack is cheap. I make too much money to ever smoke crack. Let's get that straight, okay? We don't do crack. Crack is whack. Welcome back to My Favorite Meltdown. This is a show where I like to break down some of these uh, celebrity meltdowns over the years. Um... My name is Jeremy Henson, by the way. I am recording from a hotel room in Hayes, Kansas at the moment. And uh, it's it's a Marriott in the loosest sense of the word Marriott. It's a, it's a Fairfield Marriott. For anybody out there who has stayed in a Fairfield, you know what I'm talking about. And it's in Hayes, Kansas, so that's kind of a double whammy. But uh, I, wanted to, um, I wanted to chat with you guys about uh, one of my favorite meltdowns. Again, this is a show where I, I just kind of break down some of my favorite meltdowns over the years. Uh, my last episode was Christian Bale. I did an episode on uh, Allen Iverson. Uh, which I actually came to his defense for a little bit, but then he's he's in this uh, he's in a uh, uh, an exhibition league uh, for basketball right now called the Big Three, and uh, I thought he was going to kind of have a resurgence in popularity, and he has flaked out a couple times, like hasn't shown up in Philadelphia where he had his Hall of Fame career, he did not play. Uh, and then he didn't show up in Dallas because he was gambling all night someplace else. So uh, I, well, first of all, I actually lost all the audio for that one. But instead of going back and doing that again, I figured, well, you know what? He's uh, kind of showing himself to be uh, the same Allen Iverson that a lot of people thought he was in the past. So uh, I figured I was going to move along to uh, one of my favorite actors of all time, Alec Baldwin. All right. Now, you guys probably uh, know Alec Baldwin from one of a few things um, obviously, uh, you know him, uh, from his dramatic roles. A, B, C, A, always B, B, C, closing, always be closing, always, always be, be closing. closing. That is, of course, from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, where he had a, uh, a minor role. I think he was only in there for like maybe 10 minutes. He, he was kind of like the motivational speaker, uh, type boss who came in there. He was the number one salesman. Uh, for Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and uh, came in there and lit a fire underneath these uh, other salesmen with A B C A always B B C closing always, always be, be closing. closing. Yes, everybody remembers that, of course. You might remember him from dramatic roles, but you also might remember him from uh, Saturday Night Live. Well, Pete, Terry, and I've been looking forward to having you on the show because we know you're the master of all kinds of Christmas goodies. Tell us about them. Well, there are lots of great treats this time of year. Zucchini bread, fruitcake. But the thing that I most like to bring out at this time of the year are my balls. Balls. Tell us about your balls, Pete. <laughs> well, over at Seasons Eatings, we have balls for every taste. Popcorn balls, mm. cheese balls, rum balls, you name mm. it. Wow. 
My mouth's watering just thinking about those guys. It's been years since I've seen any balls. Very funny guy. Very, very funny guy. So uh, from everything from 30 Rock to uh, his, his latest portrayal as Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live, basically becoming a cast member on Saturday Night Live uh, in 2015 and 16 playing Donald Trump. Which, side note, um, not as funny as it used to be. The prospect of him being president was a lot more funny than him actually being president. But moving right along, moving right along. The reason why I brought you here today was not because I wanted to gush about him and his comedic chops, his dramatic chops. The reason why I brought you here today is because I wanted to talk to you about something else. So Alec Baldwin is known to have quite a temper. Uh, in researching this, I've, I found all sorts of um, YouTube videos of him clashing with the paparazzi. Uh, that doesn't make for good podcasting just because it's mostly visual. Lots of him, uh, you know, walking up and pointing into a paparazzi's face, pushing them onto hoods of cars, that sort of thing. Uh, hearing the dent of the hood isn't, you know, going to make for great podcasting. But um, this, I believe, does make for good podcasting. If you remember, this is back in 2007. When this is when this uh, when this voicemail uh, that I'm about to play takes place, I want to give you a little bit of a backstory on this, uh, so so that people who aren't aware might become aware. Uh, so let's see here. In 1990, Baldwin met actress Kim Basinger when they played lovers in the film *The Marrying Man*. I'm getting this directly from website of note, Wikipedia. Uh, they married in 1993 and had a daughter, Ireland, in 1995. They separated in 2000 and finalized the divorce in 2002. Now, why is this important? Ireland, born in 1995. Separated in 2000, finalized divorce in 2002. Ireland was just a child when they were going through this divorce. And this divorce was kind of epic. What you're looking at here is two of the most famous people in America, if not the world, at this point in time. Uh, just taking a look at uh, the IMDb page for both of them. While they were married... Kim Basinger won an Academy Award for L.A. Confidential. She was hot off the uh, uh, the heels of playing Vicki Vale in uh, Batman. They actually met on the set of The Marrying Man, which, to honestly, not not aware. Cool World, that is a, <laughs> a movie that, uh, let's just say as, a, as an 11-year-old young Jeremy, I was very confused at how hot a cartoon could be. She was uh, then Honey Hornet in Wayne's World 2, playing the, uh, uh, the older love interest for one Garth. Uh, and then uh, they were in The Getaway Together, and uh, like I said, L.A. Confidential, I Dreamed of Africa, I believe she might have been nominated for that. Eight Mile came out after the divorce, but uh, you know she was, she was doing really well, really, really well. Uh, Alec Baldwin at this point in time actually went through a little bit of a slump. Uh, he was still hugely popular. Everybody knew who he was, but he wasn't necessarily uh, as big as he was in the early 90s and then not as big as he is now. Uh, basically, what we're looking at here is uh, uh, Glengarry Glen Ross, The Getaway, The Shadow, which was kind of a failed uh, uh, comic book adaptation, and then you're looking at stuff like The Juror, Heaven's Prisoners, The Edge, Mercury Rising, not a very good track record at this point, but he was still writing, writing uh, quite a wave after stuff like Beetlejuice and The Hunt for Red October, uh, things like that. So 
Uh, but uh, they're going through this nasty, nasty divorce at this point uh, in 2007. Um, Baldwin actually chronicled his seven-year battle to remain a part of his daughter's life in a 2008 book co-authored with Mark Tabb. Again, reading from Wikipedia, it's a promise to ourselves, a journey through fatherhood and divorce. Baldwin contends that after the separation in 2000, his former wife, Kim Basinger, endeavored to deny him access to his daughter by refusing to discuss parenting, blocking visitation, not providing telephone access, not following court orders, not dropping their daughter off for reasons of convenience, and directly lobbying the child. He contends that she spent over $1.5 million in the effort, and Baldwin called this, quote, parental alienation syndrome. He created a term for what she was doing. Now, parental alienation syndrome, I believe, is actually a term. Uh, Wikipedia says he called it that, basically attributing it, uh, this, this syndrome to him. I looked into it, basically, it's, it's what you would expect between a, uh, a contentious divorce between a mother and a father who apparently hate each other. Um, he, he, he basically contends what the quote was there, that, uh, I mean, how many, how many parents do you know that go through a divorce and one or the other talks shit about the other in front of the kid. That's basically what he's talking about here. Now, I'm going to go ahead and play this uh, voicemail for those who haven't heard it. You can hear the seething hatred for Kim Basinger coming out here. You can hear the frustration in his voice from his daughter, who is clearly ignoring him. And I'll discuss this a little more here in a second. I don't give a damn if you're however the hell old you are. Just let me let me rant for a little bit. I don't care if you're 16 or 17. How how old are you? Uh, who am I talking to right now? Did you notice his New York accent comes out when he's very angry? Anyway, here we go. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay. A lot to unpack there, but before we get into it, I need to let you know that it sounded like he was a professional wrestler at this point. I'm going to come down there and I'm going to whoop your ass this Saturday at the pavilion. Me and my brother Steven are going to whoop your ass. I'm assuming Steven wasn't involved in this, but uh, yeah, I mean, clearly he was pissed off. Now, I, I, I am not in the business of of defending someone who is using such harsh language uh, to their child. But if my parents weren't such hardcore Christians, I know that they would have said stuff like that to me. I was an awful child. My sister was an awful child. We all were awful, awful children. I have to expect that some listeners out there, probably, if you're young enough to have cell phones when you were growing up, probably had voicemails left like this for you. Because you know what? You deserved it. You were a little prick. You were a little bitch. You were a little asshole. You were a a, a rude, thoughtless little pig. And so you probably deserved to have a voicemail like that. Now, I don't know what she did. Even just ignoring a phone call from your father. I mean, I I have to imagine that's got to be enough to piss you off, but then when you throw in uh, the the issues with with uh, with Kim Basinger and the fact that he believes in his heart anyway that she is committing this parental alienation uh, uh, or causing parental alienation syndrome, I mean the dude was clearly pissed off. I don't condone the fact that he was, you know, saying these awful things, but you know what? Damn it. I don't know. I don't know a single parent who hasn't gotten extremely pissed off at their child and probably yelled at them. I know my mom yelled at me. I believe my father uh, has has yelled at me in the past. I come from a generation where we received regular ritual uh, spankings uh, if we behaved. So if this is the worst that he has done, I would say it's not necessarily that bad. However, he is a celebrity who has had to deal with this. Uh, I personally remember, um, the way that I get a lot of information, honestly, is from, is from talk radio. So I, I remember listening to the Don and Mike show based out of, uh, uh, of, of DC. Um, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the call, the, the call letters for them right now, but, uh, they, they were based out of DC. They were radio gods and they, they played this over and over and over again. Uh, if I remember, Mike might have done impressions of it. Mike, uh, Mike O'Mara uh, might have done impressions of it. It was, But it was all over Entertainment Tonight. It was all over CNN at that point. I don't know how you could not have heard this or seen this at some point. But going back to the Wikipedia page, Baldwin contended that after seven years of these issues, he hit a breaking point. And on April 11, 2007, he left an angry voicemail message in response to another unanswered arranged call. Again, this is an arranged call. You heard him say that at the very beginning, uh, in which Baldwin called his 11-year-old daughter a rude, thoughtless little pig. He contends that the tape was sold to TMZ, which released the recording despite laws against publishing media related to a minor without the permission of both parents that that's got to suck i mean this is definitely a private issue that was leaked to tmz which i mean tmz oh i mean they're kind of gross first of all and then remember uh i had mentioned earlier on that he has had run-ins with with uh with paparazzi in the past 
most of those run-ins are after this happened. So you know that he's pretty pissed off about this, and now every time he comes across any paparazzi, this is on on top of his mind. This is top of mind for him. Baldwin admitted that he made a mistake, but asked not to be judged as, as uh, a parent based on a bad moment. He later admitted to Playboy in June 2009 that he contemplated suicide over the voicemail that leaked to the public. Of the incident, he said, I spoke to a lot of professionals who helped me. If I committed suicide, Kim Basinger's side would have considered that a victory. Destroying me was their avowed goal. And in 2008, uh, he actually toured uh, in support of a book about this issue. Something else I wanted to read to you was actually from that disgusting website that I mentioned earlier, uh, TMZ. Alec Baldwin's spokesperson released the following statement to the TV show Extra, quote, In the best interest of the child, Alec will do what the mother is pathologically incapable of doing, keeping his mouth shut and obeying the court order. The mother and her lawyer leaked this sealed material in violation of a court order. Although Alec acknowledges that he should have used different language in parenting his child, everyone knows him privately, knows what he has been put through for the past six years. So this is further evidence of the fact that Alec was just, he was seeing red and he was, in my opinion, he wasn't necessarily yelling at Ireland. He was yelling at Kim. Okay. Now, again, I'm not defending this. I'm not, I'm not saying what he did was right. Uh, what he did is kind of disgusting. Um, but I, I kind of feel bad that this aired in public like this. Um, and this is going to be a theme of mine for a lot of these shows is the fact that we as the general public are extremely lucky that our embarrassing, most embarrassing moments aren't aired in public like this. Okay. Uh, so consider yourself lucky next time that you realize that you might have broken down and, uh, and said some things that you shouldn't have. Uh, just, just, just remember that, uh, it could be leaked to the press and you could be a vile human being. Um, so uh, I actually found uh, an article here where there is a follow-up from Alec Baldwin talking about uh, the events. This is uh, from April 4th, 2017. This is from news.com.au. I believe that's uh, news out of Australia. So Alec Baldwin still has a hard time living down the infamous 2007 voicemail he left for his daughter, Ireland, in which he called, for a, uh, called her a rude, thoughtless little pig. Um, he actually uh, mentions in his book called Nevertheless that it left a permanent break in their relationship. And honestly, I could, I could, I could kind of see why. I can think back to a specific fight that my father and I had, and I can, I, I, there's a specific rift right there that it took us a long time to get over. He says, it's thrown in your face every day. Uh, he told this to George Stephanopoulos on uh, Good Morning America. There are people who admonish me or attack me and use that as a constant spearhead to do that. It's a scab that never heals because it's being picked at all the time by other people. My daughter, that's hurt her, in a permanent way. So in 2012, uh, Ireland told the New York Post, the only problem with that voicemail was that people made it out to be a way bigger deal than it was. He said stuff like that before just because he's frustrated. For me, it was like, okay, whatever. I called him back. I was like, sorry, Dad. I didn't have my phone, and that was it. So to them, it wasn't that big of a deal. However, it, uh, it did escalate within the media. Now, in a little lighter news, there's, there's been some follow-up uh, since then. Uh, because uh, I don't know if you're aware, but Ireland, uh, Baldwin, is actually becoming uh, kind of a, uh, she's a budding actress herself. Uh, she was in Grudge Match, you know, that that gem with De Niro and Stallone. 
she's been in a couple TV movies, and uh, I believe she's uh, she's been on a couple talk shows uh, like The Talk and Ridiculousness and stuff like that. Um, but uh, so like she appears with her father uh, every once in a while, and they recorded a little video here. Alec Baldwin and his daughter Ireland are proving they're able to laugh at the past. Alec made headlines in 2007 when a voicemail to his then 11-year-old daughter leaked in which he called her a rude, thoughtless little pig. But Sunday, the 19-year-old model posted this photo to Instagram of her and her father reading the children's book, If I Were a Pig. She captioned the photo, If I were a pig, I would be rude and thoughtless, of course. This was a team effort. Alec also made light of his leaked voicemail on Instagram, posting this photo with the caption, I'd be rude and thoughtless. That's the only pig to be. So they're able to joke around about it these days. But uh, clearly at the time, uh, you know, the court of public opinion was not on Alec Baldwin's side. Uh, which, you know what, I, I don't know where I land on this. I think obviously, uh, like what I've said uh, over the last couple minutes, um, obviously I kind of admonish him for using that type of language. However, if having uh, your father yell at you over your voicemail is the worst thing, worst thing that's ever going to happen to you. I think you're going to be in good shape. Uh, there are a lot of other people out there who are dealing with a lot worse. Uh, and from what I can tell, I don't, uh, everything I, in my research for this, uh, it doesn't appear that she is the one holding up, holding it uh, against him. There's a lot of other people though. So where are they now? As I mentioned, Ireland Baldwin, uh, you know, she, she wasn't anywhere before this, but uh, uh, Kim Basinger, actually has been kind of uh, under the radar for quite a while. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with this. Uh, I wouldn't think so anyway. Um, she was also in Grudge Match uh, with her daughter. And then uh, she, re more recently, she was in The Nice Guys and uh, Fifty Shades Darker, which is uh, that, uh, oh, Fifty Shades of Grey follow-up uh, film, which I guess, from what I understand, she plays uh, a character named Elena Lincoln, who is like the teacher of Dorian Gray? Uh, basically, she taught Dorian Gray everything he knows. Uh, I'm basing all of this. Christian Gray, Christian Gray, played by Jamie Dornan, uh, basically taught him everything he knows. Um, and then Alec Baldwin, of course, I mean, has just kind of skyrocketed, even, you know, uh, in his older age, I think he's becoming more and more and more and more famous. Um, he's been in uh, so many good movies uh, uh, since since the divorce. He's been in uh, The Aviator, uh, Fun with Dick and Jane. I'm sorry, guys, but that was a really funny movie. Uh, the Departed, God, and of course, uh, 30 Rock, and then uh, all of his appearances on SNL, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. Uh, so he's, he's, he's doing just fine, everyone. This wasn't anything that ruined his career. Uh, thankfully, because I think he is a uh, he is an extremely talented and funny guy, and thank God, um, we as as a nation, we as uh, pop culture consumers, did not hold this against him. Because my verdict is in. I don't think it's that big of a deal. It was uh, it was enthralling when it happened. I, uh, I I ate it all up. I enjoyed uh, the news coverage on it. But again, uh, kind of a non-issue. A father overreacted to his daughter ignoring a phone call. I mean, pretty sure we've all had something like that happen. I mean, I haven't been the daughter in the situation, but I have been the son in a situation who 
does not return texts. And uh, you know what? My parents should yell at me like this a lot more often. I'm a 36-year-old man, and they should yell at me like this a little more often. Uh, but hey, thanks for stopping by, guys. This isn't one that uh, uh, I, I learned a big lesson from or anything like that. But um, uh, in the coming weeks, I'm, I'm, I'm planning on doing one on uh, Mel Gibson. Uh, I might have some people on the show at some point to talk about their biggest meltdowns. But thank you very much for stopping by and uh, and listening to these ramblings of a madman. I'm going to plug in some Twitter handles here if I ever get a Twitter uh, started. So tweet me some ideas that you have uh, if you have any uh, celebrity breakdowns, athlete breakdowns, um, luminary breakdowns that you'd like me to uh, break down and go over here on my favorite meltdown. Thank you very much. Sometimes on these shows, they have people come on and say things, and they don't know you that well. So no one knows you better than your family. And uh, I think uh, the, uh, my brothers and my wife giving it to me are the ones I'm the most troubled by. So we'll see. Alec Baldwin spent his weekend getting honored and roasted at Spike TV's one-night-only Alec Baldwin event. And the former 30 Rock star's worries about what his family would say about him seemed to be well-founded. Wife Hilaria Baldwin joked about her 26-year age difference with Alec, saying that at his age, Alec's sex lasts two hours, an hour and 58 minutes to walk up the stairs, and two minutes for the actual sex. Wow, what a burn. Though in her defense, she also honored him for being a great father, husband, and best friend. Alec's daughter, with ex-wife Kim Basinger, Ireland, also spoke at the event, and she quickly made reference to Alec's infamous voicemail message for her that was leaked in 2007, saying this, I'm, I'm here, here to, to roast, roast this big old ham, ham I, call I call my father. Speaking of pigs. Some of you may remember me as that thoughtless little pig you read about. That was a decade ago, and my dad and I are in a much better place now. He would never say something like that, because I'm 6'2", and I would kick his ass. 